What? <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Drunk Turkey Show. Uh, we've been waiting for this for a while. The response of Brian Coburg and Brian Coburg's defense team on his alibi. It's finally in, y'all. We're going to look at this. We're the Drunk Turkey Show. Please hit that like and subscribe. I'm Daniel. Beneath me is Jaime, and beneath him is Big Blue on the totem pole. <laughs> How's it going, gentlemen? How you doing, Jaime? I, I just noticed I, I dropped pasta on my shirt. You see over here? <laughs> what? Now you and Big Blue match even more. Yeah, yeah I, I got sweet and sour sauce on mine. <laughs> uh, you guys are amazing. So we look like the Brady Bunch. There's a story. <laughs> of a lady. Oh, I can't remember how yeah. <laughs> it. He killed it. He killed it. All right. All right. So there's there's an update, y'all. In the uh, Brian Koberger case, there is a, a document that was dropped um, or released. The website's been acting a little bit crazy here in recent couple of days. It's been working. It's not been working. In fact, earlier today, it wasn't working. And right now, we're like this coming to you because we've been having some technical difficulties on our own end as well. Uh, yeah. So here's here's what it is. So the district court uh, of the second judicial district of the state of Idaho in and for the county of Laytal. This is the state of Idaho versus Brian C. Koberger. Comes now Brian C. Koberger by and through his attorney. Uh, Ann C. Taylor, public defender, hereby files notice in response to the demand for alibi in compliance with Idaho Code. Mr. Koberger notes that Idaho Code preserves his constitutional right to silence as well as to testify on his own behalf. Is this saying that he's going to testify on his own behalf? No, I don't think so. He, well, I mean, he's preserving his right to silence and to testify on his own behalf if if he wasn't going to testify like i don't think i don't know if that's been a question why throw that in there i have no idea but i think i think it's just like he has i mean he obviously can choose whether to not to or not to do it i mean yeah right but that's like that's just kind of weird like um that's kind of given i mean that's just yeah like why have the right yeah why note it right Right. Why note it unless unless you're trying to say not only, you know, right now, are you practicing, you know, your act of silence, which it almost sounds like a. I don't know, some kind of. Standing up to the court system and saying, you know, I got a right to silence. Um, Mr. Koberger stands firm on his constitutional right, as well as the statutory recognition of that right. Noteworthy is that the alibi indicates a line of proof by which the defendant attempts to show that he could not have committed the crime of which he is accused because he was elsewhere at the time. So he's indicating that he was not there. Big Blue, I see your eyes getting really big. What, what does that statement say to you? Uh, it means he, he's, he's saying he has an alibi and he has proof. That means maybe it wasn't him, but we don't know. Why not? Why not come forward with it? I mean, even if it has an alibi, it doesn't mean it's real. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It could always be fabricated. Uh, to me, it feels like he's he's waiting. Like I said, it's like a waiting game to see what the, the what's it called the the prosecution has. You know, see if they can fill in holes and whatnot. That's what I'm thinking as well. It's, it goes on to say a defendant's denial of the charges against him does not constitute an alibi. 
But as soon as he offers evidence that he was at some place other than where the crime of which he is charged was committed, he is raising the alibi defense. Hmm. I mean, do you think he might have a witness of him being somewhere else? But or evidence of being somewhere else? Here, here's my thing. If if he has this, right, why go through all of this? Exactly. Why not show it, you know, cooperate with law enforcement and say, hey, you know, I, I wasn't the guy. Here's my evidence to show that I wasn't the guy. Let's go find the real guy. Yeah. Why go through all this and say, you know what? I'm And from the understanding of this, and we'll read further, but it's like they're not wanting to come up with one until they feel that they've received all the evidence against them. Yeah. Big Blue, why, what do you? What are your thoughts on this? You know, I think it's just another, uh, you know, playing his in his chess game. You know, I mean, I'm gonna see what they can bring out against me if it's actually worth even just letting my alibi out now, or just proving it to a a, a jury that I was somewhere else, and they'll get me out. You know, what I mean, that's what I think. It's just a Another, you know, playing this chess game, man. So you think this also could be some sort of tactic to try to raise reasonable doubt? I mean, they're, oh, yeah. they're using some pretty big words and claims here, stating that he was somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, although basically that there's this order from the court saying that they want his alibi by the end of business day yesterday or whatever it was. Um, he is saying that he is going to raise his alibi defense um, when he... Um, you know, at a different time, all right? Yeah. Uh, let's continue it so we can kind of get that into place. So it says, Mr. Koberger's defense team continues investigating, prepare, preparing his case, evidence cooperating Mr. Koberger, being at a location other than the King Road address will be disclosed pursuant to discovery and evidentiary rules, as well as statutory requirements. It is anticipated this evidence may be offered by way of cross-examination of witnesses produced by the state, as well as calling expert witnesses. So he is basically stating that he does have an alibi defense, not coming forward with it, and that they are gathering evidence to corroborate his alibi defense, but that it is possible that we aren't going to know what this evidence is and or um, that evidence could be by way of cross-examination, meaning somebody's testimony is going to put him somewhere else now this yeah. doesn't say this doesn't say that it's a, a witness of the defense this says of a witness produced by the state hmm. now we we've heard rumors and speculation that you know this or not maybe not rumors speculation but it's been often stated by the defense team that Bethany has exonerating evidence or statement or something. Mm -hmm. Would Bethany, would Bethany, <laughs> would Bethany, in you guys' opinion, be considered a witness for the state? Yeah. And yeah they, I don't they, think so. She can be, but we haven't heard her part of the story yet either. We've only heard Dylan's. That is true. That is true. And JLR had reported not too long ago that 
um, and, and he has sources that indicate that there was text messages that were going on between Bethany and Dylan um, during or shortly after the incident had occurred. And um, I, I think that when you look at the probable cause affidavit and they state that there's a download, a forensic download on the uh, cell phones, that, that could be plausible, right? Uh, very much possible, possible and plausible that that was occurring. Yeah, you know, we we often said that the uh, um, that there should be some sort of sounds that were going on, right? Um, you know, maybe perhaps you know, there's been a big question as far as how did certain students know about certain things or ahead of time, whether that's true or not. We we don't know, but if if it were to be true that there were students that knew ahead of time. If, if Dylan and Bethany were messaging each other during the time with concern, yeah. isn't it plausible they messaged people outside of the house also, also about that same concern to friends, you know, like, hey, something happened, and maybe perhaps those messages weren't read because it was 4 o'clock in the morning until 8, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. And, and, you know, there's a huge gap there that nobody knows, right? But yeah. Go ahead, Hannah. <clears throat> yeah, when they said um they're they're doing data um forensic, it just doesn't mean on Cobra or someone or on the victim's cell phone. It could be anybody inside that home, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it did. It, it, it does, but I believe it specifically said the victims and the surviving roommates. Yeah. So it was a combination of the the victims that passed and also it specifically stated Dylan and Bethany's phones as well. Yeah, so I'm thinking that, you know, they might have that going for them. You know, they have more evidence about what happened or what was said between text messages to other people. But here's the thing, though. The defense came out with a document stating that there is no connection between Koberger and the victims. Now, wouldn't you think that, for instance, if Bethany knew Koberger... Is it possible that, because by the sound of it, it appears that one of the state's witnesses is going to be able to testify that Koberger was at a different location than at the address. So we had often speculated maybe perhaps that exonerating evidence could have been that maybe Bethany heard a voice and she put somebody else there. This states that it is cooperating Evidence that corroborates Koberger being at a different location other than the King Road um, address. And so don't you feel or don't you think that a roommate, if Koberger was involved some, in some way or if Koberger was um, friendly, even if the relationship was purely friendly and non, non-sexual, don't you think that that would be considered a connection to to the victims the connection by roommate a, a close connection yeah i would think so i would think so and so how how does the state say something like i mean the the defense say um hey there's no connection yet one of the you know state's witnesses is going to be able to testify that Koberger was somewhere else. I mean, you know what? They can subpoena anybody that that's a witness. That's what I'm saying. So maybe he 
if he does have proof that he's somewhere else, maybe he was uh, with somebody and they actually have a witness statement from them. But you would think by by now they would at least try to do like a plea deal or something where, you know, but they would probably reduce his, his sentence to be able to get him on bail, and his defense team hasn't been able to do that. So... Right. I don't think uh, I don't think I think it's a bluff. I don't know. No, I, I, I do too. But it it clearly, in my opinion, is pointing in the direction that Bethany knows something that's going to exonerate him. I think this is a um, a a double backing of that statement. Yeah, I could I could see that, but I mean, like, would an eyewitness be enough? Considering everything they have against him, I don't know, man. I mean, it depends on who the witness is. If the witness comes yeah. back as Bethany, that's that's a pretty powerful witness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, if the if the witness comes back like um, Brian Coburger's sister or something like that, then you know, yeah. you know, a family member or something of that nature, then you you probably question how honest that person may be. Exactly. It just depends, I guess, on 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 the witness itself, like you said. Um, I mean, if it's, I mean, even if it's someone he didn't know that supposedly saw him somewhere else at that time, um, you have to take in consideration that he he could have missed on and identif- uh, identified him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And so but- here's the other thing that I'm thinking: like, if he if he does have proof he's somewhere else, it doesn't mean he's still not involved. That 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 you know. Maybe he's the, he planned it, and somebody else executed it. I mean, but but let's, let's think let's think about this logically. Let's try to say that let's try to do this logically as far as all right. Let's give Coburger the benefit of the doubt. He's innocent, all right? How does how would so we were to believe that everything is just a coincidence, you know, his phone turning off at the right time, the DNA getting on the, you know, on the, on the sheath, which it, their, their stance on that is that it was planted by law enforcement. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the defensive stance right now. They're not questioning the validity of it or the accuracy. They're saying that it is indeed Koberger's DNA, but that law enforcement planted it. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make any sense. Now, could could it have been accidentally planted? Let's just say um, there's an officer who handled that knife sheath at one point, made contact with Koberger, and accidentally planted that that DNA on the sheath. Uh, perhaps, and you know they don't. They're not saying um, purposefully planted. You know that's not what I'm reading. So. I guess it leaves that door open that it could have been, you know, accidentally planted by all these other people. But the likelihood of his DNA getting planted there, a white Elantra or a white vehicle that law enforcement described as an Elantra, as a white Elantra, is what they said. That's what they had put out. Even even though the year may have been off, they had put out that it was a white Elantra without a front license plate. Like, you know, his phone being off, the white Elantra without the front license plate. Um, you know, all yeah, those... Yeah. The DNA, all those coincidences just don't jive unless 
unless they're trying to say that maybe perhaps he's I don't I don't even know. I don't even know. Is there something that you guys can come up with that would make sense? Well, I mean, first of all, there's way too many coincidences. <laughs> way too many. I agree. I agree. It's, first it's a lot. lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Like you can't overlook that part, but like, like at this point, like I said earlier, it's like it's just even if like the witness says, Oh yeah, like I talked to him and this and this and that, and we're here at this time. Uh at this point I still don't see how that's gonna be enough because like I said, he could have easily like everybody at that town, you know, likes to party and drink and whatnot. Right. So like the the witness could be wrong. No, that's true. But the even even if the witness is wrong, um or they come back maybe not so much that the witness is wrong but the defense comes back and says that the witness testimony dylan's testimony as far as what she saw isn't validated because of you know her drinking or whatever maybe have been consuming alcohol or whatever the case may have been right it was late her fear you know they can put they can articulate a lot of reasons why her her description could have been off it doesn't exonerate Cooper. it just throws in doubt you know what i'm saying and that's pretty much what all they need. No, and I, and I get that, and I get that. But what I mean is, it'd be different if we had, if there was some sort of evidence or, or whatnot that the person that committed this crime was blonde-haired, right? That that would exonerate yeah. Coburger. You know, if she came out and said, you know, I told them this, but I also told them that it looked like the guy's hair was blonde. And that wasn't put in the probable cause affidavit. He doesn't have blonde hair. That that description may be what exonerates him and and, and whatnot. And so I don't like, for instance, there's a story we've all heard it of a uh, person running out naked uh, out of the back, and people were trying to say that that was the testimony that Bethany had uh, that exonerated Brian Koberger. And I was like, I don't understand how that testimony exonerates him. The naked person running out could have been Koberger himself. You know, it, it just, it, does, it doesn't match what Dylan stated, Yeah. but that doesn't exonerate what, you know, Koberger right it's now. Weird. Yeah. It's especially, you know, that cold and stuff. And so, yeah. uh, I don't know, man. Like I said, is this a tactic to try to create reasonable doubt amongst the public? Uh, perhaps. But at this point, they didn't give up his alibi other than saying that he was somewhere else during the commission of the crime. Yeah. I mean, that's like a third of the alibi. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean... Uh, at least it's something. At least he's saying something. It's not just standing silent, right? Yeah. Yeah. So does this make this? Does this? How do you feel now? Have we read this document? As far as um, Koberger, uh, do you do you feel that uh, this is a document that, after reading this, that you feel stronger about the case against him, or do you feel stronger about the case that the defense is building? We'll start off with you, Big Blue. I mean, I've always had like remember I was, I've always said I'm around ninety percent. Yeah. Uh, but I've, that ten percent that I've always said I don't know is the question I'm always asking is when he got arrested he asked who else got arrested did anybody else get arrested mm -hmm. that's the, throwing the benefit of the doubt to me like okay well maybe 
maybe it was a partner kind of deal. But they only saw one person in the house and it looked like him. So I'm still I'm still saying Dylan's uh, eyewitness is still going to be a good uh, um, hill they have to like uh, hurdle over. Right. So uh, the DNA too is uh, I still think it's him, but I'm still I'm getting more like 85% because if he so, does have. So read, reading this document um, did put some doubt in you. A little bit because like, I've always wondered why he said that when he got arrested. And then if he does what? somewhat get an eyewitness and is somewhere else, and then that's crazy. They're going to have to start from ground zero again. It would be crazy. I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, if he does have a witness, even if the witness was a close friend of him that we would suspect uh, would lie for him. And, you know, and the only thing that they had was their testimony uh, that Koberger wasn't at that house. What will be the cooperating evidence? And the one thing that I would say if I was Koberger's defense team would be the lack there of the victim's DNA in the car. The lack of DNA in the car would be a corroborating evidence that um, he wasn't there, doesn't know them the whole nine yards. What about you, Jaime? How how do you feel about this case? Does this case, do you think it's, um, does it lowered your, your thoughts on it? Has it increased? You think he's more guilty, less guilty? Where you're at on it? Uh, I feel the same. I feel the same. I think, um, I think the, what this document is saying that he was somewhere else, around the time that um, the incident happened, it goes back to, um, you know, Steve saying about eight hours and 10 hours, like, you know, they can mistake when they saw this person or when they heard from this person. Just in this case, you know, with the witness, it could have been uh, an hour before the incident. He's thinking that maybe it was around the same time that it happened, you know what I mean? Right. Or after. You know, maybe it's just he's thinking about a different day as well. I don't know. It could be that too. It could be that. But I feel the same. I feel that most of the 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 evidence they have with the DNA, with the pings, you know, and and stuff like that. I think it's a. I, I feel the same. I feel like he's he's um, bound to be, you know, at trial and you know more more guilty than innocent at this point. Yeah, I agree with you on the more guilty than innocent aspect. Uh, but hearing the fact that the defense says that they're going to see, see, for me, that part doesn't make sense to me, to be honest with you. Like, you can, now I could be wrong. I was never an attorney or any of those things, but I could have sworn that a person could be called as a witness for the state and the defense. And so. You know, if there's somebody that is able to exonerate or has exonerating evidence for Koberger, you would assume that the the defense would call them up as a witness just in case the state decides not to. Because in a court trial setting, uh, the state doesn't need to call up, for instance, um, Bethany. It would probably be smart of them to do so to get her accounts and things of that nature. Um, but they don't necessarily need to. And if the defense doesn't list them as a witness for themselves, then I don't think they can call them out. They can only cross-examine them, which is kind of what this document indicates. And so to me, I just don't understand if, if you, 
if you're innocent and you have evidence and there's somebody that can prove that you're innocent, you know, I wouldn't understand why one, if it's, let's just for the sake of argument, say that it's Bethany, but Bethany has that information that proves that Koberger's not the guy. I don't, I don't see her not coming forward with that to try to find the right people or person that's involved. And I don't understand if Koberger had some sort of connection, let's just say it was with Bethany, why not come forward, you know, throughout the night or, or throughout the next couple of days? He's a PhD student in criminology. He knows more than probably many of the students that are there. He understands criminology, understands laws and coming forward and how to report things. You know, he's a PhD student in it. I don't understand why he wouldn't come forward especially if he wasn't involved. So to, to me, those things don't make sense. And I think this is more tactic than anything else. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, like yeah. I said before, I think, I think the fact that, you know, his everybody, you know, any, um, any suspects have the right to, to testimony, right. To, to testify. Yeah. I think he's going to wait and see what the prosecution has and, you know, and see what he can do. And at that time, Real, um, their attorney, his attorney is gonna make a decision if he that he should or shouldn't go up there and testify. I think, like you said, I think it's more tactic just to throw some reasonable doubt in there, yeah, yeah. But you know, I think at the end of the day, if, if the um, if the if the courts aren't going in his favor, I think he might testify, and I think this is an indication of that. That if it's not going in his favor, that might be his Hail Mary to try to convince people that yeah. he is innocent. But we'll find out in court. Do you guys have any final words for everybody before we let them all go? Uh, thank you. And um, this is a circus. I like it. <laughs> 100%, y'all. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Peace, Peace out, out everybody.